0: Everyone, I'm so glad you're here on this beautiful day of summer and worship together. So I hope this worship being your true rest, the Sabbath, so you'll be strengthened and then you go back to another week of our battle. So I'm glad you're here. Thank you for coming. I also just want to remind all those worshipers uh, through uh, our uh, virtual service and on our cable TV. And we'd like to be connected with us. So, if you need any uh, pastoral care, if you need uh, wants to receive communion, if you need uh, someone you love in the hospital and you want me to visit, and just contact us and be connected with us. And I will be away for three Sundays. Maybe most of you know. Maybe some of you didn't. But you know, we'll have uh, great preachers lined up for next three Sundays. So I hope you just continue, uh, make your presence and without ditching any Sunday worships. <laughs> so be here and uh, have a great time with uh, continuing uh, sermon series on Psalms. So uh, I hope. So uh, just uh, before we serve, uh, worship our Lord, let us stand and passing the peace of the Lord.
1: you pray with me? Jesus, thank you for making us acceptable in the eyes of our Father. Your sacrifice is so far beyond our understanding that we can't even begin to fathom everything that it entailed. You willingly underwent torture out of obedience to Father. That's a concept we just don't understand. Because here we are complaining about things that don't go our way. Forgive us, Father, for our self-centered attitudes. Help us to stop looking inward and focus on our thoughts on you. Enable us to hear your voice so that we can go where you send us. Give us a heart of obedience to you no matter the circumstances, because we know that you work all things for the good of those who love you and who have been called according to your purpose. We ask these things in the name of Jesus, our Savior and King. Amen.
2: Well, good morning. Good morning. It's such a privilege and an honor to worship with you. So let's do exactly that, and those at home join with us as well and sing in singing these hymns of praise. Would you please stand with me, and let us together sing, "Rejoice, the Lord is King." Rejoice, the.
1: Over the wind and waves, Christ comes to us. Do not fear to meet Christ here. The storms of life do not have the last word. Our faith keeps us from sinking. Let us call on God's name and give thanks. Let the hearts of all who seek God rejoice. Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father.
0: Please be seated and please join me in prayer. We seek your presence, Holy God, break through all our pretenses, that we might sense the vibrant energy embracing the whole universe, yet we know ourselves to be personally loved within the vast expanse of space and time. How amazing are all the miracles of life that surround us. We praise you, we thank you, and we bow down in awe before you. In this hour, we pray that our faith may be in living, our trust deepened, our commitment expanded, to meet the challenges of our times we follow you jesus christ as your representatives in the world we pro- we profess our faith in our savior yet we rely more heavily on our own ingenuity we say we believe but our lives seldom show confident trust we want to care as jesus did but we are often ready to sell off those with whom we disagree. We confess that we are dreamers of our own imagination, not your vision for eternal kingdom. Pardon us for greater insight, for another chance to live and serve with faithfulness. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for pouring out your gifts and grace Rekindle our passion and dedication for your calling. Use your church to meet the needs of the people of our community, Epirada. And let us touch those brokenhearted captives in addiction, grief, and pride through our ministries. This week we pray for Epirada Fire Department and EMT workers. We pray for their dedication and sacrifice and bless, bless them with safety when they respond to emergency calls. We pray this week for those 12 families lost their homes by the fire. We love them, we care for them. So this whole community, especially churches, Show our solidarity of righteousness and mercy and grace for those 12 families and help them so they find your grace and mercy. This week we pray for Kentucky Mission. Grant us wisdom and courage for our extension ministry, our mission team of our church, to plan for next mission trip to the people in need. And let us keep praying and support our mission in Kentucky. This week we pray for our finance committee, the stewards of finance of this church, for ministries, for your glory. Give them faith more than numbers. Let them trust God more than balance of our budget. Let our congregation continue to be faithful stewards of your kingdom. This week we like to pray for those college students going back to their study another semester. Be with them and bless them with the wisdom, and courage and trust in their journey. And we pray for those aspiring new college students leaving their home and facing the new journey. And just continue to make your presence with them so they find your strength and your support in their study. Lord, we want to be your honor and glory for all we say and do. And now we continue to pray as you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as ye forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory and forever. Amen. Amen.
1: Lots of things going on in the life of the church. Uh, please mark your calendars for Monday night. August 21st at 7 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall. Matt Irvine, is he's in town, and he's going to be here to talk to us about the stuff that he's doing and the stuff that uh, is going on over in England. Um, the next CityGate lunch served by our congregation will be on Saturday, September 2nd, and there are several ways which you can help. There's a sign-up sheet back in the chapel. Also, CityGate is looking for backpacks for the kids heading off to school for the children that can't afford that. Um, school kits is still an issue. I have one of those. It, it's in the bulletin. Looks like that. Um, still something that they're looking to have enough of. So if you can help with that, sure would appreciate it. And as you are aware, I'm sure there was an apartment fire in town and it displaced about 12 families. These people are working with EASS to get reestablished and ESS is looking for help. If you can, and if you are willing, please write out a check to EASS. You can drop it in the offering box in the back, and the church office will make sure that EASS gets that to help these people get back on their feet. Thank you so much.
0: And now let us stand. Let us continue worship with our offering and tithe. of life for eyes to see for insight to believe for courage to witness we give thanks gracious God the signs of your presence are everywhere your glory and dominion are forever and ever may this offering witness to your grace and peace and grant your spirit as a transforming power among us that inspires and enables our service. Amen. Amen. Please be seated.
2: Pastor DJ shares a word with us. Will you sing one more hymn with me? Let's sing together. Pass it on. It's happiness that
1: morning comes from Psalms 125 and 126. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous stretch out their hands to do wrong. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good and to those who are upright in their hearts. But those who turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord will lead away with evildoers. Peace be upon Israel. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him.
0: Now what? Do you remember the movie Finding Nemo? Really, I watched this movie over 300 times because my kids loved it. I counted and I watched three over 300 times. You know, this movie is about, you know, the fish in the ocean captured by people and to be sold at the pet shop. And finally, after all the fish were rescued and back into the ocean, And one of the fish said, Now what? Israelite had this now what moment after 70 years of exile in Babylon. Israelites could return to their homeland, but they didn't know what to do. Because their homeland, their condition, their situation, still the same. Another empire, Persian empire, occupied the land. Even Samaritans give them hard time. 23 years ago, I accepted Christ as my Savior and the Lord. My joy was for a moment, but I, I was realized, I had to say, now what? Because my life, my condition, the world has not changed. every Christian have their now what moment because believing Jesus doesn't mean my life being changed automatically the world is still saying my condition my hang-ups my sin is still there I'm still broken To be baptized in Methodist Church, you have to answer this question. Do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness and reject the evil power of this world and repent of your sin? If so, answer I do. If so, answer I do. No, <laughs> I hope everybody baptized here. No more. No more you do reject the evil. It's hard. Rejecting evil and repent of our sin, turning around from my pattern, what I've been doing, turning around from it, is extremely hard. It is a reality. So many Christians just conform to evil and wall with their sin just asking grace and mercy from God but psalmist clearly says those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion which cannot be moved but abides forever as the mountains surround Jerusalem so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. So he reminds them the Zion is no longer their temple. Jerusalem is no longer their fortress. But the Lord is the almighty God always, everywhere they go, they are. First church, who is our God? Who is your almighty God you worship? Church is no longer our temple and fortress, but the playground for the progressive and the conservative Christians. Isn't it? There is no church for Christ. There is no church. Church. Jesus is not in church if Christians do not trust in the Lord and follow him and strive to change their life and others' life. So what do we do? We must restore church. We must save church. We must bring Jesus back to church. How? Verse 3 says, The scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous stretch out their hand to do wrong. The psalmist sees the dominating power of the wickedness, the Persian empires, and the collaborating Samaritans. In Israel. But if, East, if the people of Israel be, be the righteous, they do the righteous thing, regardless of this dominant power, wickedness in their country, there is no land for the wicked. Right? Right? If we do the righteous, if we be the righteous in your family there's no place for wickedness in your family If we do that in church, if we do that in this community and there's the wickedness, right? The kingdom of God is wherever people are ruled by God Even in sin city Sodom and Gomorrah, wherever that is, how awful that city is, wherever the Christians are being ruled by God, that's the kingdom of God. That's why Jesus said, I brought kingdom down. I am the kingdom. What about us? The wickedness is dominating our society our city and the world today are so sinful but what if Christians be the righteous and righteous means saving people from their hunger from their thirstiness from their brokenness from their loneliness That's righteousness Saving people If Christians stretch out their hand And to to do the right things There is no wickedness Wherever you and I present We are You are I am. We are here to change the world, not just just watching them and perishing. We are here to change the world. One person at a time, one family at a time, one street at a, at a time, which begin myself. Changing myself. So church is all about, the ministry of church is all about building up the solidarity of the righteous. Solidarity of righteous. So the evil strategies divide church our solidarity and rule. It is a piece of opi for Satan to divide us because we are all self-centered. Evil can divide our families, our nation, church, community easily as long as we are self-centered. Believing God means tran- transition from self-centered to God-centered. We are in that process. Some people do that transition overnight, but some people take, most of people take a lifelong time, transition. At least the people should know, around us should know, we are striving. We are in the progress. today's world everyone claims there are the truth right years ago government was the truth the church was the truth I wasn't there but maybe you were there and just listen oh yeah our government says so yeah maybe it's true when the news says you know something and Oh, I, I think that's true. But not anymore. Everyone claims there are the truth and they are right. People don't listen to each other. Others are just nothing but competitors. Nothing but means of their profit, my benefit. Others are just for my benefit And my pleasure So they exploit other people As those poor and needy But God created everyone With a special meaning and purposes And Jesus ended that com- endless competition On the cross That's what Jesus did ended the competition we don't have to fight anymore but many people still fighting the battle because they're still so self-centered apostle paul said this for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. We're in this greater, much greater war with the spiritual forces of a cosmic level. But we're still fighting for my flesh and blood. What am I going to eat about my pension? about my money, about my family, about my vacation, about, you know, my baseball team. So the psalmist asks God, do good, O Lord, to those who are good. And to those who are upright in their heart, but those who turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord will lead away with evil doors. Peace be upon Israel. So this is the core of the evil. Crooked vision. God designed us. Especially our eyes. To see other people. To see gaze God. And gaze the creation. Not ourselves. You can't see yourself. Except you have a mirror, right? Every eyes, you know, facing others. Not us but that is the core of evil core of a sin thinking about myself concerned about myself we expand a little bit my family my my city my country but if we keep looking and thinking about myself It is hell, right? It is hard. It is nature of a sin. I remember a long time ago, the church I used to serve. There were about five hundred people attending, and everybody say, "Good morning, DJ. How you? How are you, DJ?" But sometimes one or two people they don't, they don't greet me they avoid me just one person out of 500 just i keep just keep thinking about you know that one person <laughs> why he doesn't greet me why he ignore me 499 people love me and hug me and you know love me But I keep thinking whole day, whole week, months after months. I'm thinking about that one person, and upset me. That's hell. When we are self-centered, the world doesn't operate as I want it. Then we upset. Right? It's a hell crooked vision divides people so with the crooked vision just looking myself the relationship always in trouble we have to look other people from their shoes from you know their perspective from their situation what do you gaze with your eyes First church Where are we looking? Our church problem? Just disaffiliation. How are we going to prolong this church? Who can plan? Who can guarantee the life of this church except the Lord if we turn our eyes from away from the community, we are here for, we are appointed he, to here for them, not for us. Remember Jesus leave, left 99 sheep to find one sheep. We are 99 here, but there's one sheep out there. But if we don't go out there and seeking that one ship, we are no church of Jesus Christ. Psalm 126 begins with the praising the Lord for the restoration of Israel because they returned from the exile. They were so joyful saying when the Lord res- restored the fortunes of Zion we were like those who dream Can you imagine being held by your enemy country for 70 years It's almost like being in prison for 70 years and finally you returned Of course they didn't have an airline or you know Saptah bus, I mean, you know, there's no bus anything. They walked from today's Iraq, Baghdad, to all the way to Israel. Thousands of miles. But they were so joyful. Because their joy was genuine. Because others, other nations praised the Lord. The psalmist says, they, they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. So we're glad. We cannot celebrate our salvation until other people confess the change other people witness the change the Lord made in me. We cannot celebrate our salvation We must be joyful for the difference Jesus is making in my life and the impact I make on other people's lives by no more conforming to evil but rejecting evil. So Christians must self-examine ourselves and repent our sin all life. Because we are no better than those non-believers We struggle, I struggle with the issues with other people, non-believers Today, myself Today's myself can't be the same person yesterday or tomorrow we must be progressive, endlessly. That's what we call sanctification, John Wesley sanctification, onto perfection. Nobody going to be perfect, but we have to go and in that direction. We must be progressive every day towards the perfection. The perfection is love of God. So many Christians are satisfied. They're content with who they are and they're stalled. they just stalled where they are. I think I'm a pretty good Christian. I go to worship every Sunday. I'm in the Bible class. I pray. I do my d- daily devotion. I'm content. No, nobody's can content. So that's why the world ridiculed church. The Lord has not done great things for them, church, right? You know, people stop coming to church because of that. They don't see the great things has done to church and Christians. If we respond the same way as non-believers to our calamities, to our cancer, to our financial trouble, our broken relationship, to our addiction, whatever that is. If we respond the same way, for what reason the non-believers will come to church? Right? We must be different as we're responding to the calamities. And then they confess, "The Lord has done great things for them. What should we do as a church? Church must be changed. Otherwise, the world won't change. If we first church don't change, Ephrada don't change, or your family, my family don't change. Our neighborhood don't change. Your school is not going to change. Your company is not going to change. Jesus changed himself to change the world. Remember? We call it incarnation. Which means change of substance. The material. Right? From God to a person. A poor man. Jesus of Nazareth, it's change. Change of substance. Authority in Greek Exousia. Ex means out of. Usia means substance. Authority, influence, power coming out of essence. essence. Who I am? If I don't make changes, if I don't influence, if I don't make an impact on the people around us then that's my problem. That's who I am. People know who you are. Essence. So we have to work on change of essence. Who I am. What is substance of First Church? Who we are. What this community, you know, neighborhood, they see us, at the first church, who they are. If they just keep thinking, oh, they that big stone church. I think their church there. They don't know what we are doing here. We'll never expect growing this church, no matter what. You are Im- impactful. We are impactful to people around us depending on who we are. The psalmist praises, Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who saw in tears shall rip with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing shall come home with shouts of joy bringing his sheaves with him. Negev is a desert, south of Israel. Unless it rains a lot, there's no stream. That's why they call Wadi. There's no stream, there's no river, nothing, no life in Negev. Nobody wants to be a farmer in Negev. If there's no guarantee, it's almost guarantee of a failure of your crop. Right? So if there's no guarantee of harvest, sowing means suicidal. Because your seed is your grain. Rather you survive a little longer and your family will survive for a little longer. But if you sow without guarantee of harvest, that's a sorrow. That's why the Lord said, sow in tears. But we have to sow in tears because we trust in the Lord. What is that trust in the Lord? Friends, we are farmers in desert. Our society is desert. It's wicked, hopelessly, you know it. But we are there to change them. Would you invest your life to change Eprada and beyond. First church, are we in tears? When we're thinking about our community, it's your hometown, many of you grew up, born and grew up in this community. When you're thinking about your hometown Eprada. Are you in tears? When you're thinking about people struggling here You're all kinds of problems Are you in tears? Do you f- feel the pain and brokenness of the people? And you feel the responsible, you are responsible? And of course there's no guarantee of harvest People coming to church There's no guarantee But we must sow in tears invest our resource, our money, energy, time, and everything for the people of Ephrada. How? Trusting in the Lord. Trusting in the Lord. It means I connect myself with the Lord. The Sabbath Sunday worship is about reconnecting ourselves to the Lord. To live the rest of the sixth day with the connected with the Lord. So let's trust in the Lord and invite people of our to life of God's love and grace and involve them with Christ for their life to be restored. And so we make impact together. On the life of our brother and beyond. Amen.